Hey everyone, welcome back to our show. This is Maylin, your host for today's episode of Spill the Tea. So April is PMDD Awareness Month. PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and it's something I have been dealing with for many years now. I was officially diagnosed with it in 2017, but really probably have had it for way longer than that. Um, I wanted to share my story today to bring a bit more attention to PMDD and hope by talking about this, it can help other people understand this condition a bit better. And for those going through it, maybe not feel so alone. So I'm all about normalizing the conversations around mental health and feel really grateful that I even have this opportunity to share about this with all of you. So before we dive right in, I do want to say that I am not a medical professional. Everything I am about to talk about is from my own personal experience and is for the sake of sharing and educational purposes only. Um, It's not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So please, please, please Always talk to your doctor, a physician, or any other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, including if you think you may have PMDD. So let's get started. I'm going to go over how I was diagnosed with PMDD, what it even is, how I was treated for it, and where I am at now in my PMDD journey. So... What is it? (laughs) What is PMDD? So let me start with a definition that I pulled from the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders. Um, You can find their website at iapmd.org. And on their website, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, is a cyclical hormone-based mood disorder with symptoms arising during the premenstrual or luteal phase of the menstrual cycle and subsiding within a few days of menstruation. So what does that all even mean? It means that if you have PMDD like me, your symptoms are present and really at its worst during the 10 to 14 days before your period. Once your period starts though, the symptoms do tend to go away either immediately or within a few days of your period starting. Now, there's no test to diagnose PMDD, and it's important to see a doctor if you think you might have PMDD because they're actually able to run tests to rule out if there's any other underlying causes and conditions. Um, To really diagnose a condition for PMDD, you will need to track your symptoms daily for at least two menstrual cycles, and then you've got to meet this criteria for the diagnosis as well. So that criteria being that you have to exhibit at least five symptoms from a list of symptoms that I will list out in just a second, but I'll be sure to include all of it in the show notes. And, sorry. All right, I'm back. Had to get the dogs all settled because they were barking at something. I don't know what they were barking at, but they were barking at something. Something startled them. Anyways, so back to what I was talking about. One of the five symptoms that you need to get diagnosed with PMDD has to be mood-related symptoms. So what are the mood-related symptoms that one of those five need to be? 
One, um, it could either be a mood and or emotional change such as mood swings, suddenly feeling sad or tearful, or increased sensitivity to rejection. Two, irritability, (laughs) anger, or increased interpersonal conflict. Three, depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness, feeling worthless or guilty, or lastly, anxiety, tension, or feelings of being keyed up or on edge. So again, one of the five has to be one of the four that I just listed. Then all the other symptoms that may show up uh, in PMDD include decreased interest in usual activities, difficulty concentrating, focusing, aka brain fog, tiredness, or low energy, changes in appetite like food cravings, overeating, or binge eating, either hypersomnia, which is excessive sleepiness, or insomnia, feeling overwhelmed or out of control, and physical symptoms like breast tenderness, swelling, bloating, waking, cramps, things like that. So the symptoms vary from person to person. However, anyone with PMDD has one of the first four symptoms that I just listed, as well as at least four more other symptoms. For me personally, I probably had just about all of those symptoms that I just listed. So there's that. (laughs) And a common way that PMDD is described as, as well, is that it is a severe form of PMS. And that's something that we all kind of know about or are familiar with and is more common is people talking about PMS. So is that the same thing though? Um, Simple answer is no, not the same thing. Many of the symptoms of PMDD is similar to PMS. However, if you do have PMS, the symptoms are typically less severe than that of PMDD. Um, 80% of women experience some form of PMS, which is way more common than PMDD. And only about 5% of women are affected by PMDD. PMDD is also classified as a mental illness in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as the DSM-5 for short. So like I was saying before, from all the lists of symptoms that could be possible for PMDD, I experienced very many of those. (laughs) And I really started noticing my periods getting really bad in my early to mid-20s. The cramps that I got were really debilitating to the point where I could not get out of bed if I did not take any ibuprofen or something to manage the pain. Like, you guys, I'd literally be curled up in a ball, bawling my eyes off. It was bad. And I remember I just felt, for one, like very alone in my pain. And I felt that although logically I knew I was not alone, I still couldn't help just feeling that way. So I oftentimes felt like just like this crazy person, like not really sure like how else to to describe it because I knew like I felt terrible, depressed, hopeless, and just all of these things for a certain amount of time. And then the next thing I knew I felt better and it was just so confusing 
because I was like, is this depression? Is it not? Like, it can't be depression because I'm not feeling like this all the time. So what is this? So I just remember feeling a lot of confusion as well. And this was before I knew it was even cyclical or before I made the connection that what I was feeling was directly correlated to my menstrual cycle. So at work, I began to notice that I would start to get really anxious. I would start having panic attacks, which I don't normally. So that was a huge red flag for me was when I started having panic attacks. I was starting to have trouble focusing and concentrating at work. Issues that would normally not set me off would. If anything stirred me up emotionally where I would end up crying, it would be these crying spells that I just could not stop. And basically, a lot of the feelings that I had during the, my luteal phase was just a lot bigger in my head than it actually was, if that makes sense. So one day, I just about had enough. I was sick of feeling the way that I was feeling. And I honestly wanted to take control of my life and my situation and what was going on. So... One of the biggest motivating factors for me was was work, honestly. Um, so growing up, I always had this sense of responsibility for the people around me. Literally was ingrained to me from a little child. And that's a whole other story. But anyways, um, so I have this sense of responsibility to myself, to the relationships I have in my life and owning a business means I'm, I'm having all these people depend on me and rely on me. So something that is said in the Maxwell leadership community is that everyone deserves to be led well. And that is something that I truly believe in. And I wanted to become the leader I knew, for one, my team deserve and to become the leader I knew I could be. So I knew something needed to change. I started to do a bit more research about what it is I could possibly be experiencing. I came across PMDD at one point in this research and it definitely resonated with me. And what I learned about it just, it made a lot of sense. It, it clearly described a lot of what I, what was happening for me. However, I just didn't really know that much about it yet. And I knew that I had to be sure and I went to see a doctor. And I was fortunate to have a doctor at the time who was familiar with PMDD and was able to diagnose me with it. So at that point when I got the diagnosis, I felt this tremendous sense of relief because now I know. I knew that everything that I was feeling came from somewhere. Um, it was because of this condition, and it's not because I'm just crazy. <laughs> and so with this diagnosis, it felt like I really had a place to start. And there's a framework of what is happening, and it just gave me more to work with. And so the options for treating my PMDD, however, was very limited. I was prevented. 
sorry, I was presented, not prevented. I was presented with just two options. So it was either birth control pills or SSRIs or antidepressants. And honestly, I didn't know if there were any really other options for me either, because there wasn't a whole lot of information about PMDD at the time that I was trying to learn about it as well. And when I was diagnosed, um, the uh, the only other thing that I saw was like a hysterectomy. I don't know. Am I even saying it right? I don't know my words today. Anyways, um, so there was just not a whole lot of options. And the options that I did see were birth control pills or antidepressants as well. Honestly, I did not like any of the options I was presented with. However, I was desperate for something that could help me. And so I was willing to try it out. So I decided to go on the pill and just go from there. So I was on the pill for about a year and I thought it actually worked really great at first. I took the hormonal pill every day for about 90 days straight. Then the placebo for a few days, which was when I had the pill bleed or my period. And what I was grateful for for being on the pill was that it allowed me to see what a difference it was to one, feel good again versus feeling all the symptoms of PMDD. So essentially, it allowed me to see what normal felt like and how what I was feeling from PMDD was not normal. Uh, So it gave me kind of a sense of frame of reference, I guess, of how I could feel and what it could be like for me. And so that was really eye-opening for me. However, also, it sucked really bad, too, because when I did have the the PMDD symptoms, it just felt so bad. It just felt even worse than when that was the norm for me, you know? So it was like a good and bad thing all at once. (laughs) Um, And then over time, I felt that the pill just wasn't as effective for me and working consistently for me, especially like if I got sick or anything like that, the pill just, it just wasn't doing what it needed to be doing for me. And my periods at the time, I still think felt really bad, like the cramps I got were still really bad. So um, ultimately, I decided to just give antidepressants a go with the intention, though, and goal of eventually one day getting off of medication altogether. Personally, for me, I knew that I didn't want to be living off of medication forever if I could help it. So I know everyone's situation is a little different and everyone has their own personal choice of how they want to treat um, their PMDD, whether it's naturally, holistically, or with medication or whatever it is for them. So I know that's a personal decision for me that I wanted to temporarily be on antidepressants to get back a sense of normalcy and stability. And that's exactly what the medications did for me. Um, It allowed me to continue functioning at work instead of feeling like I was dropping the ball all the time or that, you know, I was I was focused on my feelings and crying and all these other stuff that was happening instead of like actually doing my job. 
I saw a therapist who's taught me behavioral cognitive therapy, which I think helped a lot, helped me process a lot of the feelings that I had and any anything that I needed to heal from. I started to confront a lot of the emotional insecurities I had, which I knew was only amplified by my PMDD. So that was something that I think I came to terms with too, that a lot of the problems I had during the onset of symptoms while I was in the thick of PMDD just didn't come from nowhere. It still came from somewhere and I recognized that and that was something I needed to do the internal work on. So that's exactly what I tried to do and did and continue to do. I also knew that if I wanted to be off of medication one day, that I had to work on all the other aspects of my overall health to support being off of medication. To me, that just made a lot of sense, right? Like if I wanted, if somewhere in my health is not functioning well, it's not good, my mental health. So I, I kind of looked at it like, okay, my mental health is like not that great right now. So like, what can I do to optimize my health from like a physical health standpoint or like my, my diet and things like that, that could create more health. So that way my body is able to support and support my mental health and get it to where it needs to be and start healing and progressing on its own. So that was kind of like, you know, my thought process behind all of that. So, I mean, like, how did I do that? Like, as hopeless as I felt at times with PMDD and all that, I always had a strong sense that things were figureoutable. Like, there is always something I can do about it. And I am a learner. I have a strong sense of curiosity to learn. And so I have always researched anything that I was curious about. Like I will Google everything. And this was no exception. I started to do my own research on mood and brain health and mental health, how the brain and how the brain health and mental health are closely linked and um, just like what goes on with your mood and how it's all interconnected. And so I read a lot about how sleep could impact your health and your mood, especially. And that's where I started, first of all, because one, I love my sleep. I mean, who doesn't? But I, for me, I personally love sleeping. So when I learned that I could improve my mood and health just from sleep, that was like a no-brainer for me. Like, sign me up. I'm there. So I started that. I started with that, with um, just improving my sleep hygiene and getting good quality sleep so I could feel rested. And then I started to work on other aspects of my health. So I started to cut out a lot of the ultra-processed foods, so like chips, um, junk foods, things like that, that were just overly processed and had ingredients that you couldn't pronounce. And fortunately, this was something that I had the support of my husband, um, Ralph, with. And he and I kind of just went on this journey together in terms of just eating better. And we're both, we both want to be like healthy people. So 
it was something that we were both able to do together. So we started decreasing the amount of junk food and the amount of processed foods that we had. And I felt a lot better with that change as well. And it's not like we just completely cut it out. So we'll still have junk food here and there. And, but it's not like a daily occurrence. And then I also focused on decreasing added sugars or artificial sugars like fructose corn syrup. And I know it's pretty hard to cut out sugar completely because, hello, have a boba shop. I serve bubble tea, so I'm always surrounded by sugar. (laughs) So that definitely was a challenge, but I think after I figured out ways where I could, one, times where I could have sugar um, and allowing myself to to have that as a treat was nice. And then just it got easier over time, essentially. So and I I did feel a lot better not having a lot of the artificial sugars, uh, processed sugars, added sugar and processed foods. It definitely did have a huge impact on kind of like how I felt after eating. And um, what was nice also to add being on medication was that I was able to start practicing kind of trusting my own intuition and being more in tuned and aligned with my body and my bodily like responses, especially. So like, like paying closer attention to like what foods did make me feel good and what foods didn't or what behaviors or stressors in my life caused my body to be more tense. Um, And so just being more aware of those things, um, I was able to really practice that while I was on meds. Um, And then from there, I think I started to see a lot more progress in terms of just like how I was feeling overall and started to look into, okay, cool, now what's next for me? So now that I've... I've kind of worked on kind of getting better sleep, better rest. I've worked on kind of my own insecurities and internal work and how I think and process things and learn how to process things in a healthier way. I worked on decreasing my stress levels and really focusing on adding moments of rest and joy into my life and mindfulness So that was definitely helpful for me. And then I also started chiropractic care, which I think was really, really helpful for me because their care was all like nervous system based. So that was really helpful for me because I think I, I started to learn how some of the physical pains in my body was also affecting my mood or also contributing to other problems that I didn't know I had. So I knew like a lot of the, the pains in my bodies, um, the sub like, um, what is it? Subluxations. Is that what it's called? I'm terrible at pronouncing these things. Okay. So anyways, the things that like were out of alignment for me in my, my spine, right. Um, they caused a lot of the, the, the headaches, migraines that I had, which of course affected the sleep that I got, which of course affected the mood. So like 
the chiropractic care I felt like really helped with a lot of like making sure my my body was in really good shape to to help with the the gut brain kind of like connection there, which is really important for your mental health. So um, that's I totally recommend chiropractic care. I don't know if it's for everybody. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I, I'm not an expert here, so I would definitely recommend seeking expert advice on this. <laughs> but I got to say, I love receiving chiropractic care, and I get it every week still. So, um, And then I am at a point right now where I actually recently got off of medication, and I am no longer on antidepressants, and I was able to wean off of it. I know for a lot of people that I have spoken to who have been on medication, that is not the case for everyone. Um, There are side effects to coming off of medication. There's withdrawal symptoms, and sometimes it's too much to bear. And at times for me, it was too much to bear for me as well, and it was very difficult. And so I know for some people, getting off of medication is one scary or two feels impossible and with or without medical expert like um, advice. So these are things that I'm hearing from other people. And so I know that I like this is not something that was talked about. Like I didn't really even know that that was a thing when I started medication. I didn't know that there was all these side effects or that I could even have withdrawal symptoms from trying to get off of medication. I just knew that I wanted to be off of medication eventually. So that's something to keep in mind if you do want to go on to medication to treat your symptoms. Um, right now, because I have kind of been just like winging things myself <laughs> in terms of like what I'm doing with my health, um, like taking these supplements that would help with like my sleep, mental health, vitamin deficiencies, um, just like creating healthier like lifestyle changes, habits and diet changes and just doing all these things. I've kind of just been doing it on my own um, and kind of like what feels good intuitively to me that I think I'm at a point where now I am ready to kind of have somebody tell me what to do and um, give more expert tailored advice. So I am actually seeing a functional medicine doctor at the end of the month, and I am going to be working, the The goal is to work with them closely on tailoring my health plan and how I am treating this more specifically with maybe more lab testing and more, more definitive um, a more definitive direction from a professional. So um, my goal is to stay off of medication. And so far, so good. However, I still feel a lot of the PMS symptoms still. They're definitely not as severe as when my PMDD was like full blown, which I'm super grateful for. However, 
I don't want it to get back to a point where it does get that bad. So I am now going to be working with more professionals. Um, if I need to go see a dietitian, I'm going to go to see a dietitian after I see my doctor. But we're, I want to come up with a plan with them on how to continue optimizing my health in a way where it supports me being off of medication and treats my PMDD. So that way, I virtually don't have any symptoms and I'm able to just live a quote unquote, normal life. So yeah, that's a little bit of my story. And I will link I think more specifically, like all the things that I, I do, or maybe like, uh, maybe even the podcast that I've listened to that's really shaped my, my health journey and influenced kind of the things that I have decided to do. However, I, I really do recommend speaking to a professional, your doctor, um, your health team on creating a plan that really works for you. Everyone's journey is different and everyone's story is different. So I hope that in sharing my story that you're able to learn a little bit more about PMDD and um, about what that means or if you do have PMDD, what that could mean for you. So if this is something that you are interested in hearing more about, I don't know if I really got into all the nitty-gritty details as I could have. However, if this is something you are interested in hearing more about, let us know, leave us a review, leave us some comments, message us on Instagram, let us know somewhere and we will definitely, definitely be reading those and looking out for that. So thank you again for listening today and I will see you next time. Bye.